there's always a thin line between spreading disinformation from the Pentagon and spreading disinformation from the Russians. Both engage in disinformation. So who who are you going to believe in when they're fighting each other, when they have different narratives? This is one of the reasons why I've really avoided the whole biolabs uh, discussion in you know, from in, in Ukraine. Okay, they've been Russia has been accusing the United States of funding and operating biolabs in Ukraine for the sole purpose, they claim, of creating bioweapons that could be used against Russia, which is one of the predicates that they're claiming is why they invaded Ukraine in the first place. Of course, the Pentagon completely denies. But here's the thing. And this is the, you know, I don't want to sound like a Russian apologist here, but but between the two narratives, it seems the more that we go along, the more closer to the truth the Russian narrative seems to be. I mean, the Pentagon is backtracked now. This is the third time in their recent release, a release that was quietly put out there and subsequently buried. Nobody in mainstream media picked it up. As far as I know, nobody's picked it up. Uh, well, RT picked it up, of course, because they're Russia propaganda. <laughs> so, you know, we, we <clears throat> I'm not here to try to root for a side on this one. I'm, I'm an American citizen. And so don't get me wrong. I'm always rooting for America. Let's be clear about that. I'm an America first patriot, but I don't believe that the Pentagon always has America's best interests in mind, especially if they are involved in bioweapons research. And I'm not talking about, you know, oh, the, the standard. What is the, the claim? They always say, you know, we have bioweapons, but it's only for defensive purposes. We need to be able to know how to handle it. This is what, one of the things they were claiming about COVID-19. You know, it's like, oh, what if the what if they were just developing this gain of function research with the bats and all this stuff? And they were just trying to figure out what would happen. How do we stop it if, let's say, there was a jump between from bat to human? Okay, that's whatever. I don't anybody who says that they engage in uh, gain of function research. Every single one of them. Peter Daszak. Okay. Uh, Anthony Fauci, of course. Anyone in government who says that, yes, you know, we've, we've participated in gain-of-function research invariably, 100% of the time, they say it's because they're trying to prepare for what would happen if, let's say, somebody else made a bioweapon, or let's say somebody, you know, there's a, a natural, natural evolution of a disease, okay? That's always what they say. Now, it doesn't make any sense, anybody who knows what gain-of-function research really does, to say that you're doing it for the sake of preventing a potential future attack or future pandemic, it's idiotic. And well, I shouldn't say it's idiotic. It relies on the fact that most people are idiots. (laughs) Okay. Because nobody will believe that. Nobody, nobody should believe that concept. And yet invariably that's what we hear. Now, again, back to the Pentagon's narrative, if you guys recall, okay. And right in the beginning, even I think actually before the war in Ukraine started before Russia invaded, you already heard there were some rumblings about biolabs in Ukraine and how Russia was concerned and this, that, or the other. And the initial word from the Pentagon was that there were no biolabs in Ukraine, or at least U.S.-funded biolabs. And I think they actually even came out and said there are no biolabs in Ukraine. You know, there were in the past, but you know, those have been all dismantled and they're gone. Okay, that narrative quickly shifted, especially once you, uh, Russia started invading because the Pentagon had to. They couldn't keep that narrative out there. They can't say, "Oh, well, you know." Uh, there are no biolabs in Ukraine. And then Russia says, what is this? You know, look at this. We're here in Ukraine. And look at this. This is a biolab. And here's a check from, from um, Barack Obama and Bill Gates. You know, I mean, gosh, that was a terrible accent. Don't, don't 
that wasn't even close to a Russian accent. So, uh, but I don't speak Russian, thankfully, and uh, never will. <laughs> but you guys get the point. You know, they, they had to backtrack on that first narrative. So they're like, oh, yeah, OK, so we did have some, you know, there's some stuff going on in Ukraine, you know, but it's all defensive. It's all, you know. It's all for for disposal. That was right. That's what they're saying. It's all for disposal of, of bioweapons, Russian bioweapons. We had to get those labs in there so we have a place to dispose of these bioweapons that we found in, in Ukraine that Russia was developing. Challenge there, though, of course, is that that excuse might have flown two decades ago. Okay. But Ukraine has worked with the United States possibly as early as 91. Definitely no later than 94 and ever since. So we're talking about three decades. How long does it take to get rid of these bioweapons? I mean, how many did they have? And they had a lot, apparently. Apparently there were lots of lots of nukes to ship back to Russia, lots of bioweapons, lots of all sorts of stuff. But, but really, how long does it take? And how long are we supposed to buy this theory, buy this excuse that they were only there helping for defensive purposes? The release, let me pull that up. The release itself is quite ludicrous. It Again, it's this is standard government double talk. When I say government double talk, I want to be clear, you know, because, again, I'm an American. This type of double talk, this comes from both sides. This comes from all sides. Okay. I'm just quickly learning that there are no honorable governments in the world. That pretty much all governments, all man-made governments are designed to, to deceive, whether it's Russia, Ukraine. United States, China, I mean, we're fighting dirty. And I get that. There's times when you have to be, you have to lie, you have to be duplicitous. But in this particular case, this one is scary because it does imply, at the very least, if not even demonstrate, that we are involved. So according to the release, and now I'm going to read through this part quickly, so, so bear with me if I start to talk fast or slur or spit or whatever. Because there's a lot to get through. Ukraine has no nuclear, again, this is from the Pentagon release. Ukraine has no nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons programs. On March 11 and 18, 2022, United Nations High Representative for Disarmament Affairs, that's such an official sounding name, uh, Izumi Nakamitsu, similarly stated that the UN is not aware, not aware of any biological weapons programs in Ukraine. Those comments were reiterated on May 13th, 2022, by the UN Deputy High Representative for Disarmament Affairs. Today, the collaboration in Ukraine remains peaceful, remains the collaborations in Ukraine remain peaceful efforts to improve nuclear and radiological safety and security, disease surveillance, chemical safety and security. And, and of course, they put this one at the very end, you know, snuck this one in ready for it. Readiness to respond to epidemics and pandemics such as COVID-19. Now, this next line, you have to brace yourself because this one is comical. This is, again, coming from official Pentagon press release. Ukraine has become a leader in transparency. Now, anybody who knows anything about Ukraine knows that they are one of the most corrupt nations in the world. Very similar to Russia, who's also one of the most corrupt nations in the world. But when it comes to transparency, there is none, okay? I mean, Ukraine, there's a reason why Joe Biden sent Hunter Biden to Ukraine to work for Burisma, because it's worse than Las Vegas, okay? What happens in Ukraine stays in Ukraine. There is no transparency. It's all lies. I and mean, how many Americans were even aware that 
Ukraine had the Nazi problem. It's now coming out. I mean, demonstrable. It bugs me that there's still people out there that say, oh, there's no Nazis in Ukraine. Okay, but there are. There's a lot of them. <laughs> They're in the military. They have entire units that are made up of Nazis. Now, again, I, I mean, there's Nazis in America. There's Nazis probably in Russia. There's Nazis everywhere. You know, it's a plague. But how many Americans even knew about that until the Ukrainian war? I'm not siding with Russia on this one, by the way. I want to be clear. I think a lot of people hear what I say and it makes it sound like I'm an apologist. I'm trying to defend Russia's invasion. By no means. Okay. Russia is our enemy, period. Vladimir Putin can't stand the guy. I know Trump liked him to some extent, or at least respected him. I don't like Vladimir Putin. I have never liked Vladimir Putin. Okay. Never. He's always been a bad guy. Russia has always been our enemy. Even before when they were the Soviet Union from, you know, when they, when the Soviet Union fell, nothing changed as far as my, my perspective of Russia. They are our enemy. And since Putin has emerged onto the scene for the last two, two and a half decades, he too is our enemy. So just to be clear, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm an apologist, but by no means, just because Russia is our enemy does not mean that Ukraine is our friend and definitely does not mean what the Pentagon says here that they are, they've become a leader in transparency. That's a lie. It's a bald faced lie. It's literally the opposite of the truth. Okay. I mean, it's not just that it's incorrect. They are still among the least transparent nations in the world. There was a lot of information that's been coming out just in the last couple of weeks about disinformation being spread from Ukraine, where they're now having to acknowledge that official press sources and official government sources from Ukraine have been telling bald-faced lies to try to get support. And they I mean, they're coming out. The reason they're acknowledging it is, look, they feel justified in lying, lying and saying that, that there was this, the latest one, I didn't read the story, so I don't have all the details, but the headline was <clears throat> from a trusted source, was something to the effect of, of uh, you know, uh, Ukrainian leader, not uh, not Zelensky, but a different Ukrainian leader acknowledges uh, that lies were told about this Russian epidemic of rapes in order to get support, you know, financial support for Ukraine. But again, they feel justified to lie. You have to understand that mentality here. Okay, this is. A nation, and this is an, a mentality on both sides, by the way, Ukraine and Russia. There's this, there's this inherent notion that you do whatever it takes to win, even if it means lying, even if it means, in many cases, and I'm not making accusations here, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out, even if it means killing your own people and trying to blame others. We'll see. There have been accusations of that being made. I'm not making those accusations. Because I don't have the evidence, but again, I wouldn't be surprised. I just wouldn't. Now back to back to uh, Ukraine. This 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 uh, release by the Pentagon, and this to me, this is the part that, that's shocking. This is what what actually prompted the story in the first place. Is the fact that we're not talking about a the way that they're trying to paint it is that you know the fall of the Soviet Union, Ukraine goes independent. They've got this, this remnant. They've got all these bioweapons and, and chemical weapons and whatever they're laying around, apparently. Just, you know, Russia was just willy nilly careless with all their stuff. So they had them laying around. They had them in all these bio labs. So they spent the last three decades trying to dispose of it all, right? That's the narrative. The challenge there, and this is what, again, caught my attention, 
is the, something they buried in the press release of the pretty close to the bottom. I'll read it to you. The United States has also worked collaboratively to improve Ukraine's biological safety, security, and disease surveillance for both human and animal health. By the way, whenever you see a lead up like that, in other words, a something that's supposed to sound mundane, something that's supposed to sound boring, it's supposed to disconnect your brain to the point where, okay, so this is it's like, it's like reading terms of service, you know, who, who still does that? Okay, so I do from time to time, but whatever. Again, I'll read it to you and try to stay awake because it is attempting to lull you to sleep before they uh, release the bombshell. The United States has also worked collaboratively. <laughs> collaboratively, I'm already falling asleep just saying it. <sighs> Let's try this again. The United States has also worked collaboratively to improve Ukraine's biological safety, security, and disease surveillance for both human and animal health, providing support, providing support to 46 peaceful Ukrainian laboratories. Uh, if you're listening to the audio, I am literally face palming right now because you can't justify getting rid of WNDs, which they invoked in this, by the way, you know, this is, this is a, the, I think the headline itself, I don't have, let me pull it up. I should have had it pulled up in the beginning. The uh, headline of this itself is a fact sheet on WMD threat reduction efforts. Okay. So again, Ukraine follows Soviet Union. Three decades ago, Ukraine has been in the process, allegedly, with the help of the United States and others, to get rid of all these WMD, uh, WMDs, including biological weapons, chemical weapons, nuclear weapons. Three decades. But yet today, they still have 46, quote, peaceful Ukrainian labs in operation? Are you kidding me? I mean, do you really think that we're that stupid? Now you might say, okay, so, but maybe that now they transition. Now they're not just getting rid of the WMDs. Now they're doing research. Folks, here's the thing. I don't know if you've seen these Ukrainian research labs, okay? They are almost, from what we've seen, the ones that we've been able to, to get any glimpse at all at, they are Soviet era built in the 60s, 70s, maybe 80s, Okay. This is not Johns Hopkins University Labs. This, these are not the type of places like, okay, well, hey, you got anthrax. Let's work on a, that of the Ukrainian lab. That sounds smart. No, you know, they say they've got thousands of Ukrainian scientists working on this stuff. If you're really working for on proper research and you're not doing anything that you want covered up, you would take these scientists, take their, their stocks, you would bring them to the United States. Okay, where you have more security. Okay, you can't tell me. I mean, let's let's say all this is true. By the way, then they're stupid. Okay, they're absolutely idiots for doing this. Because think about it. It's like, hmm, we have these most dangerous pathogens in the world. Let's operate them in this this facility built in the '60s in a former Soviet satellite nation right across the border from Russia, who has already attacked once. Okay, when they took Crimea, let's just keep them here anyway. No, folks, no, wake up. The only reason that you would ever possibly leave 46 biolabs, thousands of scientists, tons of biological weapons, chemical weapons, the only reason you would ever possibly consider leaving them in Ukraine is if you didn't want anybody to know about it. Because again, Ukraine isn't known for its transparency. It's known for its secrecy. It's known for laws that can be casually usurped 
gain of function research can't be done in the United States. Oh, well, let's, we'll just do it in Ukraine. Hey, we got 46 labs over there. We will we'll just shuffle the shuffle the uh, coronaviruses around. Okay, you got smallpox. Great. You know, we've got four or five facilities over there. They're good. Let's just let's just handle it there. Yes, they do think we're stupid. And yes, this is an attempt again for the fourth iterated time. I am not defending Russia or even claiming that Russia is correct in their assertions. But given the information that we have, it would seem that it is more likely that we have U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine, 46 of them that are doing bad things, maybe good things too, but definitely some bad things. And, uh, and we're trying to keep it a secret. So I'm not happy about it at all lord willing i will be back very soon with another episode and hopefully it won't be as annoying as this one but in the meantime you all stay strong stay safe god bless the current food crisis is only going to get worse Now is the time to secure long-term food you can store at home so you'll never stand in the government's bread lines. Visit jdrucker.com slash food. That's jdrucker.com slash food.